Good evening. This is Joan Gordon, a member of Mavilla Congregation. I am joined by Cindy Douglas, also a member of Mavilla, whom many of you will know. We have the pleasure in leading you in praise and prayer tonight. The theme for our podcast is Divine Friendships. We thought we'd share some thoughts about our unusual meeting in 1987 and how, as a result of this, we have often reflected on the Christian influencers who entered our lives at different points along the way. But to begin, Cindy will open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we have this opportunity to come together to glorify you, Lord, to lift you up and praise your name, Father God, to thank you for all that you've done in our lives. And Father, we look forward here to um, talking together uh, about how you've led us um, to the different people in our lives. So Father, we just ask you to be with us as we do this. And Father, we, we want to be led by your Spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, I'd like to give you a wee bit of background information on how Cindy and I first met. In the autumn of 1987, I was a girl from Ballymoney who had been offered a job in Newton Arts and was looking for a place to stay. Cindy Douglas had advertised a room for rent in her home in the Belfast Telegraph, which we still laugh about now. I answered that advertisement and met Cindy for an interview in inverted commas in the Strangford Arms Hotel. We decided after a chat to take a risk with each other and I ended up staying for nine years, only leaving because I met my husband. However, before we talk any further about that, we'll have some music. Recently, you may have seen in the Newton Arts Chronicle that the Christian singer and songwriter Jonathan Ray has been awarded the British Empire Medal. In the Chronicle, he is quoted as saying, I'm grateful to God for putting so many helpful influencers in my life. As that's our theme for this evening, and because Cindy and I love this song, which was written by Andrew Peterson, we have chosen it as our first item of praise. This is Jonathan Ray singing, Is He Worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? 
of all blessing and honor and glory is he worthy of this yes, yes. does the father truly love us does the spirit move among us to break the seal and open the scroll the lion of judah who conquered the grave he's david's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave from every people and tribe every nation and tongue he has made us a kingdom and praise to god to reign with the son is he worthy blessing and honor and glory is he worthy is he worthy is he worthy of me that we've chosen um, for this wee talk tonight are Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 11. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And the second reading is from the New Testament. It's from John 13 and it's verse 20. And Jesus is speaking. I tell you the truth. Whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Cindy, we met out of the blue, so to speak, and became friends. Different people that came into your life also impacted on me because of their influence on you. I think the first couple you'd like to talk about are the Reverend Ken McConnell and his wife Diane, who became very firm friends of yours. Ken started a Bible study group, which you invited me along to. That group has changed and evolved, but still exists to this day, and various Mavilla church members have been involved, such as Ron and Joyce, Sally and Raymond and Hazel. How did you first meet your friends, Ken and Diane? Well, definitely it was a divine meeting. Um, I was late for the harvest service. 
parking the car in too tightly and running um, into church and it was packed, the church was packed and I had to go down to the front pew and in the front pew were a couple with their four children that I didn't know and um, as the service went on the minister announced about the uh, new assistant minister and he introduced us and it was this couple that were at the front and I got into conversation with Diane at the end of the service and um, she said that I live in Cumber I said no but I have my business in Cumber hairdressing oh she says that's good to know I have myself and all the kids um, so I got to know them uh, very well even from then but Ken came out on a, a visit uh, to me to the house and he was talking to me about the Lord and I was uh, backslidden. I'd been going to church but um, I wasn't walking with the Lord. I just attended church. Um, so Ken encouraged me to um, come to a group that he was planning to start up and I wasn't too anxious at the time to go at all but I thought well I'll give it a go and we met there and uh, in, a, in a wee apartment that they were in in Cumber and um, just it was an amazing time uh, totally different um, from anything that I'd ever um, been to attend uh, to before and um, through it, uh, Ken led us to study the Bible, to read it, uh, and really learn about our God and our Creator, and our Saviour and our friend. And uh, the people who were there, we, we all came from different um, walks of life. We belonged to the church, but um, we were all so different. I don't think many of us had met uh, actually met. So it took a wee while for us to develop into um, a really good, solid group. Um, some weren't too keen. I can, I can honestly say that my friend Muriel won't mind me saying that she thought this is not for me, but she did decide to stick at it. And um, well, we didn't just uh, read the word, we praised God, we we're fortunate enough to have two people who played guitar, um, Cecil and Desi, and uh, we were led in praise and worship. And as our group developed, and um, Joan has mentioned some of the ones who became involved, um, we all um, played our different instruments. Some were, some were uh, tambourines, some were drums, and uh, we still, well, we still did up until the lockdown, of course. And um, Joan was saying just, uh, you know, it just reminds me of Psalm 150. Um, that lovely psalm that lists all the ways to praise God, the harp, the timbrel, the strings and the pipes. Um, the benefits of attending the Bible study group are just, um, were just so amazing. The creation of all the friendships and the increasing knowledge of the Bible um, and more than just the, the knowledge of the Bible, the knowledge and, and the relationship that developed between us and our God. 
Uh, Cindy, you now co-lead one of the group, the home groups, Mavilla Home Groups. You started off co-leading with Ronnie Gamble and now with Raymond Mays. <clears throat> Do you think that early um, involvement in a Bible study created in you a desire oh, to, uh, to, to start up your own Bible study groups later on? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our study group now has been going, uh, the home group as we would have called it, has been going in our various homes um, every other week for um, about 30 years. And I've always felt that I learned more <clears throat> within the, the small group scenario. And um, since the groups have been developed here in Mavilla, I've been absolutely delighted to uh, take part. And again, we're all getting to know each other. And um, we're able to discuss um, anything at all in our, in our group um, that, you know, somebody might have a question or... A doubt or something and it's lovely that we can talk these things out together um, so yes I, I also uh, had a, a ladies group uh, formed a ladies group through just clients who came to me um, in the house and who were interested um, in, knowing, in knowing or doing a wee bit more study and uh, so it has run alongside for about 10 years now um, again lockdown has affected that and uh, we hope it won't be for long. So now after you met Canada, and you did something very different with your salon out in Cumber, because you wanted to commun communicate your uh, renewed um, passion for Christ. Can you tell us a wee bit about what happened then? Uh, yes, I can. I uh, suppose you'd say I was on fire for the Lord, and I wanted to do something that... Um, you know, spoke about the Lord, um, you know, about bringing uh, the Lord into your daily life, your your work. And uh, so after much, it's a that's a story in its own that we couldn't go into. But after much uh, thought uh, and prayer, um, we decided to change the name of the salon from, from Cindy's salon to Exodus. Um, and it was actually Exodus 14 and verse 13. It was a de very definite thing to do. And um, Ken uh, is a really a, a terrific artist. And so uh, with his help and the help of others, uh, we um, recreated uh, the scene of um, the Exodus with the chariots uh, on the walls and the people heading towards the Red Sea. And I have to say that through it, um, my staff, I suppose, were very shocked <laughs> but, uh, when they came in, but there were questions asked. And clients told me about having to dust down their Bibles to um, see what this was. And uh, horns would toot, and I knew it was Christian people going by and reading it, and it was an exciting time. Uh, the, the verse uh, that I'm relating to is Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring today. And I think it's even very relevant, that um, message for today, <clears throat> uh, with everything that's going on. And round about the same time, Cindy, you spent a short period of time as a volunteer prison visitor. And that came about because Ken was a, visited in prisons himself, 
and he suggested that you come alongside a man who had become a Christian in prison. What was that experience like? <laughs> Ken had a way of getting you <laughs> to do wee things that you thought you'd never do, but um, it was a, a, an amazing experience for me. I, I can't say I wasn't um, nervous or frightened when I um, made my first visit. Um, it was to um, a prisoner that Ken had got to know, um, and he was long-term in prison, and um, he had become a Christian. Actually, the Lord had visited him in his cell, and uh, he has an amazing testimony. Um, I can remember the first visit, just uh, when I went up to visit him, uh, I took a cake, uh, a fruit cake, and... Uh, they took it from me uh, whenever I went in and I was searched and all the rest. And then when I actually got to see the person that I visited, uh, I said, uh, I, I brought a cake. But he says I'll probably have it as a crumble by <laughs> 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 the time they take it apart uh, <laughs> to investigate it. But I learned a lot from those visits. Um, he was a very strong Christian. He started... Um, a Bible study uh, and through it I did meet a few other of his inmates. He started a Bible study uh, within the prison and um, oh, he, it was a two-year thing I did and um, helped hopefully in his rehabilitation and it was a joy to see him go on to live a settled life after the release. Um, the benefits of volunteer, volunteering in that work were great. I could say that in his, um, one of the times that he uh, was out on a, a day out, uh, I decided to bring him to a barbecue that the Bible study group were having in Cecil and Muriel's. And he, he was funny because he said, Cindy, I thought I was coming out here for rehabilitation. He says, I'm still having to queue for my dinner. <laughs> Something not so pleasant happened to you around that same time, Cindy, because you became quite seriously ill at one stage, didn't you? And ended up in hospital. But whenever I talk to you about your journey in faith, that is one thing that, that is very much in your mind, that, that period of time. And you spoke to me about a church elder from your previous church who came out to see you every day. And there was a psalm that is a particular favourite, isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. Um, at, the, at that time, um, I, well, I was diagnosed with a septus because um, I had a mass, what was called a mass, um, in my, um, just at the base of my stomach. And, um, well, I had sepsis. I was very seriously ill. Um, but if anybody has been in that situation, you'll know that there's a peace that is, comes over you, the peace of the Lord. And um, I just knew I was going to be all right, while others didn't um, think that I was going to pull through. Uh, I think the doctors, uh, when they brought me the news after my operation, they just could not believe that um, it had gone so well. And I, I know, I even said it, I think it's a miracle. And he did say, the surgeon did say, you could be right. But Dave Brown... I have to mention he was um, he, he Dave has passed on now, but Dave was a a, a wonderful um, 
elder uh, and in our church and a wonderful Christian and he helped to lead the Bible study group. And he read to me most days when he came, Psalm 139, and I just always knew the presence of the Lord with me at that time. Um, just a little of it I, I, I can quote to you. Um, we, we haven't time to do it all. Um, I'll read um, 13. For your, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And that is still a, a psalm that sticks with me. And it's worth um, sort of reading it from the beginning, uh, right through the, the hope and the confidence. Um, the character of God is all in it and just um, how we can depend on him in every circumstance of life. Sadly, Cindy, you lost a very dear friend, Enid, recently. Many of us in the church know Enid because she used to accompany you in the church holidays. Can you tell us how you met Enid and what you learned from her and what you got involved in because of her? Yes, I've known Enid um, 20 years. And uh, Enid came to me, uh, actually through my sister, Gay. Um, she, Enid was at the same church with her. They were in Coffee Dot together and they were friends too. And um, Enid was looking for a hairdresser and Gay, of course, did a bit of advertising. And, <laughs> and Enid came to me and um, Joan, it's just like when you and I met. We just knew it was going to be all right. It was a God thing. And um, Enid and I were a God thing. Um, we met um, and we became holiday chums and um, God provided a really good Christian friend um, so I got involved through Enid in prayer for Israel <clears throat> because that was her interest and um, I grew um, in my interest um, for Israel and the Christian work that's been done in Israel and also uh, got involved with uh, Lydia prayer group and um, th through that um, Enid and I just grew in our faith together and at the same time um, the Reverend Desi Maxwell had decided that he was going to step out in faith he had been teaching in the Bible uh, college and that he and his wife were going to step out in faith. Uh, they called it Explorations, and Desi teaches the, um, from the Hebrew perspective of the Bible. And I started to go to his classes, and um, it was it's just an eye-opener. Uh, it just was amazing. He, he just teaches about God's redemptive plan from the beginning to the end. The wee thing that he does say, um, if you get down... Or if you think things aren't working out, um, read, read the end of the story, Revelation 20 and 21. 
um, and see the finished work of God. Uh, and um, I always bear that in mind. Read, read that first and then go into the rest. And you've gone out to the Holy Land three times on three different expeditions that Desi has led, isn't that right? And yeah. you always said to me, it's, it's um, when you read the Bible, you now see it in colour, whereas before you saw it in black and white. That's right. Technicolour, Desi talks about getting your bifocals on <laughs> when he teaches. And uh, yes, it's not, it wasn't a holiday, never was a holiday in June, you know, because you ended up going and uh, uh, we had the third visit that I have made, <clears throat> you and John came and I know you were blessed. Oh, yes. You were really blessed by that trip. And, uh, it's unforgettable. It is unforgettable. And Desi doesn't do the ordinary sights. He does. He lets you go through them. But he doesn't do the ordinary sights. Um, I've done a wilderness trip with him that I've talked about to the ladies group. And um, then Jerusalem trips and trips by the Sea of Galilee. And uh, if anybody can go, and I know now at the moment we're not... Uh, we're all <laughs> we're all having to stay here but if anybody ever gets the opportunity it's like bringing the the bible into technicolor and of course Enid lived in Israel for a year didn't she she did she lived in Israel for a year uh, more than a year and she still up until she died just recently um she supported a lady um, who lived in Israel, who had travelled during the war on her bare feet up most of the way um, from Poland, ended up in Israel. And obviously because she wasn't a citizen of Israel, she had no pension in that, and the church did support her, and Enid was a big supporter of her. Her name was Sister Lupa. Um, Enid uh, loved Israel. She would have called it her second home. She tried to go every year until lately she wasn't well and um, I'd just like to make a tribute to her she was a wonderful lady yes, and you called her a, a real prayer warrior didn't you because she helped out with that as well didn't you? Absolutely Enid, we, she just was a prayer warrior and um, her heart was for Israel and uh, she really um, inspired yes. and I think you would say that too okay. And a lot of the church members met Enid and, and knew her through the holidays and um, that we took. And she was a very gracious lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently you told me she also was involved in an expedition to take Bibles into Russia and China. Yeah. Which I would think would be not for the faint-hearted. No, it wasn't. Enid, um, when she was younger, belonged to, um, it was CFC then, it's now King's Church in Bangor. And... Um, they took trips to various places and Enid went armed with her Bibles uh, to Russia and she went in uh, escorted by the, uh, what is it, the KGB, the KGB into the prisons and she didn't go to a woman's prison, she went to a man's prison and um, she related that experience and, and also she went to China um, and took Bibles into China. And, uh, of course, those were in earlier days, you know. Uh, and But then Israel just took a hold of her heart and that was it. 
Um, the Lord puts something on your heart and that's it. There's no getting away from it. Um, well, Cindy, you and I have both ended up in the Villa congregation. Um, I, before you, because when I got married, um, I got married in my villa, Presbyterian. I had decided to get married in Newton Arda. I'd been living here for nine years and John's family were all in South Down. Um, and one Sunday leaving church, I got into conversation with the Reverend Porter, the very first minister of my villa, who said he would be very pleased to conduct the ceremony. And you'll remember well that I left from your house on the morning of the wedding. And I think you first spoke to the Reverend Porter at my wedding. And then, as I say, you eventually came to join the church yourself. Mm. So, Cindy, can I just thank you for sharing with us this evening? Um, now it's time to move on to our second praise item. And that is a song that we both love, as it reminds us that we are precious to God and that he'll hold on to us through life's winding ways, trials and sorrows. It's the Getty singing, He Will Hold Me Fast.
Christ will wholly fast Justice has been satisfied He will hold me fast Raised with Him to That lovely praise, he will hold me fast. It just, um, it's just lovely. It just concretes your your faith, does not, John? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just to say that uh, a bit of encouragement for anybody um, who would like to join Bible study groups within Movilla. I just think it's the way forward. It's the way to go, and um, things are tough at the minute. Um, but we're so thankful that even we have. The, the Zoom and um, the podcast and the prayer service going out and um, we're so thankful to everybody that can do that. Um, I would just encourage you um, to, to be interested in joining one of the groups. Um, and so uh, we just close in prayer. Um, thank you, Joan. That was lovely. Just before we start, that was lovely. And thank you, Sunday. That was really interesting. And thank you, Andrew, for guiding us through. Um, Father, we just um, thank you most of all for what you're doing in our lives and the journey that we're on, Lord. How you um, put the right people in the right places, Father God. Uh, I just ask Lord that you will be with all the people in our church at the moment who are suffering um, either through COVID or through the loss of someone through COVID um, Father God and for all the other people who are weary and worn maybe because um, of isolation loss of jobs and the mental um, carnage that this Um, disease is doing. Father God, we would just ask, Lord, you would be in the midst, Father, that you would be the great comforter that we know you are, that um, you would restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Father God, and that we will go out rejoicing each day, even through these bad times. Father, I lift up our government Uh, In fact, the governments all over the world, Father God, you set them up and you take them down. 
you're the sovereign God, Father God, and we know that you are ultimately in control. We leave everything in your hands, Father. We ask that you would um, put wisdom into those who have to make decisions. Your wisdom, Father God. And Lord, we know that you are going to continue and bring your redemption plan, Lord, to its fruition when Jesus comes back. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.